Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the way. We want it men. Welcome to episode 176 of the Smugglers Galaxy Podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. I'm Glenn, and with me as always is Jason. Jason, how Hello. are you this morning? I'm here. How are you? I am good. I am good, too. I am well. <laughs> I love the energy at the start of this one. Dude, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine here. We We're always fine. start slow. There's somewhere we start slow and then a boom, like you get lit up about something or whatever, yep. you know, and we, we good. We'll, we'll, we always pull it out at the end. Mm -hmm. That's what she said. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. How was your week? How's your week it was going? It's good. It's yeah. good. It's busy. Always busy. Busy, busy. Busy yeah, for the next like 112 days. Not like you've got a big ass event to plan in four months. 112 days as of this <laughs> recording. <laughs> plenty of plenty to do. Yeah. Yeah, we hung out last Sunday and and painted stuff. Uh, you know, Art, puts arts and crafts. Arts and crafts for the for the event. So that was kind of fun. Uh, with me, you, and Ryan, and uh, yeah, it was a fun afternoon. So it, it it's time. getting it's getting more and more real. Yeah, it is. My my swag came in, which is freaking incredible. I can't believe it, it took me that long to make that awesome piece of swag. So, um, yeah, it's like uh, huh? It's like obnoxiously in your face. Exactly, but it's totally me and Mandy, so it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, and I can't believe how fast that stuff came in because I they were because you had uh, sent me a piece of art that wouldn't work on the piece on what I wanted and then they wanted to charge me more money so then you redid the art and I was like I'm just going to cancel it and re resubmit it so they're like no just resubmit the art and we'll fix it you know that way you don't have to cancel the order and they ended up calling me and they were like well you you owe us thirty more dollars I'm like I'm not paying the thirty dollars because we're re I redid the art to make it work to where I didn't have to pay the, the extra money. And then they're like, Oh, okay. Um, then you'll have it on the 26th. I'm like, all right, no big deal. Then I get a shipping notification like the next day. And they're in my driveway yesterday or yeah. Thursday. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like they came from Japan, but I can't tell, you know, it's like, did they come from Japan or did, but the phone number I got was from Houston. 
So it's like, do they have a U.S. base and then maybe build everything in Japan or or what? I just hmm. don't know. But well, uh, I just got a shipping notification that the posters, commemorative posters, which we'll announce in a couple of weeks in the in the the group page, uh, are going to arrive today. So nice. So, One less thing to worry about. Yeah, it was in yeah. Hamilton. <laughs> it was funny because I didn't want Mandy to see the piece of swag that we got. So I was, you, I, I, I hid the box that they came in or bag that they came in. So I was using the swag and she just kind of took her like five minutes to realize it. Cause it's that obnoxious, but <laughs> obnoxiously awesome in the same breath. Awesome. Yeah. I, I got my it. swag files ready to go. I just can't wait till the uh, end of the month to, to buy them. I yeah. couldn't figure out. What to do? I always feel like the best kind of swag is useful swag, mm -hmm. but there's other people doing things that are obvious and anything else is like more expensive. I'm trying to be generic, genetic, generic on purpose, right? Genetic. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to find something that's useful. And in the end, I was just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do something different. Uh, it's not useful. I'm sure 50% of them will end up in the trash but uh it's something different so i'll just leave it at that yeah so i'm sure we'll announce it here in the next coming weeks what our swag was but yeah it's fun i do plan on bringing some of them to new orleans with me because uh you know trade at the chewbacca parade we'll see what happens how, how many did you order 150 if i bring how many people huh? oh you're gonna bring 10 i thought you're gonna bring like 70 or something no i'm gonna bring like 10 okay I'm not gonna bring a whole bunch, and besides, who I don't think anybody, everybody may not want that. Yeah, but it'll yeah. be uh, it'll be a good time. Be a good good time. Uh, did you pick anything what up? A good time. <laughs> How can I resist? Ain't looking for nothing. Um, I, after we recorded last week, I went up to that retro toy shop. I might go again today because, uh, they're closing their store and, uh, everything was 50% off and I did pick up a couple action fleet pieces. Uh, they have the, um, battle packs, which were like unique. Uh, they're almost the same size. They're like six by nine. They're about the same size as a vintage card or a vintage collection card. Um, but they have little micro figures in it. Some of them had like a Bantha. Some of them had a Dewback. Like this a one, Bantha. Yeah, I got two of them. Uh, one of them, I think, had the Bantha. I think it was the Bantha and Dr. Cornelius. A bunch of Cantina aliens mm -hmm. and a Sand Trooper. So I picked that one up. And then I also picked up uh, number 16, which is the Black Landspeeder. Um, I don't. I I never picked this one up as a kid, and I don't have these figures. Um, Aunt Peru, Uncle Owen, uh, one of the droids, and then Luke Skywalker looking through his binoculars from the deleted scene up at the Star Destroyer. Um, nice. The cool thing about that number sixteen is that it's a later release. So uh, if you know um, the Action Fleet mini battle packs, uh, they're kind of like a one card that's been folded up to make like a, a a piece where you can just set it up on its own and it'll stand on its own. Yeah. And later in the line, they decided to save on cardboard, I assume. And so it's just a, a sheet where they just uh, glue the bubble on. So it's later in the line. It's one that I don't ha have. I'm excited to get that. But then the other piece I picked up was the transforming playset, the Darth Vader's lightsaber that transforms into the trench run. Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. It's a Micro Machine piece. Uh, it was released in 97. And the cool thing about this, like, there's just... Like, if this was a Kenner piece, this would be worth lots of money. It's a later release. It's a unique package. It was only available for a short window. I've never seen one in this good condition. Um, typically, when I see that uh, that piece, it's in a different packaging, the original packaging. And those are plentiful. So to find one that's hard to find in good condition, I grabbed that and was smiling on my way out. Yeah. That's about all the Star Wars stuff they had was a bunch of was all their micro machine stuff when I went. So it, I didn't see yeah. any anything else. If I could, I would have bought everything. Maybe you should have. Bought the whole stock. I don't have the money for that. Yeah, maybe but you should have just been like, here, I'll make you a deal. I think uh, I want to go back and grab their TIE Interceptors because there was two releases of the TIE Interceptor. Mm-hmm. And one was much darker than the other one. Right. And now that I have the photo sample, I feel like I actually kind of want both of them. Do it. Possibly the photo sample. Uh, it's an early hard copy, like I said before. But yeah, I, I just I want that, and so I might go back up there today. Right. Well, maybe you'll have a report. Maybe. Maybe in a couple of weeks, because we're yeah. gonna have to record a double again. Yeah, because somebody's gonna go to New Orleans. Nolens. I'm in vacation mode. It's kind of weird because we haven't left yet. Uh, we're taking a couple of days, and then we'll leave. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of weird still being in town and being on vacation, but it'll be fun. Uh, I have not, I have not picked up anything. That's my question. <laughs> I know that was your question. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I've stuffs come in. I did get that Bill and Ted shipper that came in. Uh, I've been looking for stuff, but I don't know why I'm still looking for the Micro Galaxy stuff. Uh, I'm slowly. We've been watching that line uh go downhill and it just continues to go downhill um everybody's discontinue or discounting it so it's kind of disappointing to see but um like the fudge the uh, imperial shuttle the shuttle that's going somebody's posted that for like nine bucks i'm like if Where? i could find it at a walmart somewhere it, it's really weird because target target is looking like they're doing getting ready to do a reset because their toy owls are very thin right now yeah they usually do that in the spring um so i think they're getting ready to do a reset where where walmart kind of it feels like walmart holds on to their stuff a lot longer than target does target's like if it's not selling get it get it out of here where walmart's like i don't care it, it just fills my shelves um so walmart feels like they, walmart's got a lot more stuff you know from like series one and stuff so um but now you know i guess my my babbling to my point is, is that with Walmart starting to discount the stuff, you could tell it feels like the line's going to disappear here soon. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll but see. I was also, um, I saw, because they have the, Jazzwares has the micro machines, like the the cars. Yeah. And they did a Transformers set, and it's a blind box too. So they love doing blind boxes for like the 5 $6 range. Really? They have Micro Machine Transformers now? Yeah. That The Micro Machine, it's a Micro Machine Micro Machine, right? Yes. That whole line has been licensed by Hasbro to Jazzwares to produce. Okay. But, so, I mean, Jazzwares is the one that's making it, so yeah. them doing blind boxes is not that odd. So Hasbro 
it was able to license it out because it's their property, maybe? I don't know. I was wondering for the longest time if they had sold off the Micro Machines line to Jazzwares or not. But on the back, it says fully licensed by Hasbro. So that's the story there. But hmm. Don't know. It's interesting. It's weird how all that the licensing and stuff works, but maybe they just, you know, good for Jazzwares if they can get that stuff going. Yeah. Anything else fun and exciting? Uh, I got some news. Yeah, there's a it was a kind of a big news week. Do you remember back in December when I reported that Jeff Schneider from the was the Hot Mike podcast said that uh, season four of The Mandalorian was going to be a movie? Yes. And then do you remember a week later, uh, someone came back and said that he was working from dated information and it's not going to be a movie, it's going to be season four? Yes. Well, this week, Lucasfilm came out and said that uh, Mandalorian and Grogu is going to go into production this year, 2024, to become a movie. Um, the the variety went in a little bit more and said it's unclear where the upcoming film will fit into the timeline of the live action series, which has aired three season is in currently development on the fourth. So it seems like both were true that a movie is coming and season four is in development as well. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you want to get into that? Yeah, we can get into it. So yeah. I, I, and then also let's, let's talk Ahsoka because I think I want to, I want to lump all three of these in. And this could be our topic for this this episode. Well, um, let me uh, talk about Ahsoka if you want. Or is there another? Finish your news, and then I want to talk about. We could talk about it. Um, Ahsoka, yeah, and in, Mando. When we get through in, with the news, deep in the release, it said uh, that the three other films are still in development. The one by James Mangold. Um, what's her name? Shanae, Obadai Chenoy. I didn't write it down. I'm working from memory. Excuse me. And then Dave Filoni, but it also mentioned in the bottom of the press release, very quietly, Filoni is working on Ahsoka season two. And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that's the first official announcement of the show. Yeah. Well, that and he posted a really awesome drawing of Sabine and Ahsoka on the father's finger. Yep. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> Um. To finish the news, because this is all I have, John Favreau is, is the director and is probably writing. The the, uh, the uh, release only mentioned that Favreau was directing, but I'm sure he's writing since he's written every other episode almost. Uh, no word whether Pedro Pascal is coming back, but he wants to be a movie star. Um, that's, that's the word on the street, is that Pedro wants to be a movie star. And so to have... The Mandalorian on the big screen, I think it'd be a good chance for him to take off the helmet at some point in the movie. All right. I all mean, right. he doesn't... Colorful commentary, go. <laughs> I mean, Pedro Pascal, all he needs to show up, if if he's going to show up and take his mask off, take the helmet off, he just has to show up one day or do it while he's recording um, the lines. You know, it's not like he needs to be there for uh, the whole movie. He could show up for a week, record his lines, do a couple of face shots and be done with it so yeah, he, go ahead he's in the middle of filming the last of us season two and then the, well, the word rumor on the... has i don't think he's going to be in that show very long no <laughs> i never played the video game but that's what everybody's saying he's not going to be in it too long um 
But it's my understanding they're breaking that last uh, video game up into two se- seasons. Uh-huh. So he might be in the first half of the season. Not the first half. He'll be in the second season, but then he won't be in the third season. Gotcha. But he's filming it right now. We're on the street. He's gonna that is that he's gonna play Mister Fantastic in the Fantastic Four. So, yeah, if they could fit in a week worth of filming somewhere and get the Pedro Pascal in it, that'd be great. Right. I think it'd be it'd be really simple for them to do something like that. Uh, work with mu- movie magic. The thing I was very happy with about season three, though, uh, this is something that um, the Spider-Man movies suffer from: is the unmasking. Yeah, especially Spider-Man three. Like every second, whenever Venom needed to talk, his skin would come back, and you would see Topher Grace, and then you know, uh, Tobey Maguire would get beat up, and his his mask is just like torn up. And I get it; the movie studios have spent twenty million dollars on Tobey Maguire; they're going to want to see Tobey Maguire up on the screen. But at the same time, I want to see Spider-Man. I don't want to see, I want to see this costume. So I like that season three held back and it was uh Mandalorian the entire time. He didn't take his mask off. I felt like that was true to the character and it's just a cool piece of armor. I don't like when they take their helmet off and take it back on. The the only time I really wish they they should have taken the helmet off was at the end when he's on the homestead putting his feet up and Grogu's playing in the foreground. I think they should have done that. I'm sure they could have digitally put his face on somebody's head if they you know wanted to um but i think that's that's the one part that really missed on the end of season three Mm -hmm. because it's sort of him semi-retiring or whatever my care grogu my gut says that this would be something like season two episode one the gunslinger when they have this whole big battle with the uh the the dragon Uh uh-huh What's it called? Why am I having a brain fart? The crate dragon? Crate dragon, thank you. I mean, that was pretty cinematic. That was a little bit longer than normal, and that was a John Favreau directed episode. So I think this might be like an extended episode. I don't want people to think um I mean, there's a good chance it's gonna be an extended episode. I don't want anybody to think it's gonna push the mythology forward. However, however, I did, I did see another rumor. And again, I don't like reporting rumors, but it was all a mess in December, and both things were true at the same time. Um, there is a rumor that this will kick off a new trilogy, that his this will be the first one, um, Filoni's will be the second one, and then there's a third surprise one. However, if this doesn't do well and Filoni's doesn't do well, it's just going to be those two movies. They're not going to make it a trilogy. Well, I hope they do. I it's Filoni. It, it's got to do well. Um, we'll go see it. I'll go see it. I well, of course we're going to go see it. I mean, is Darth Vader's lightsaber red? Of course. We're, we're going to see it. Yes. But I think this could be a big event. I think they hinted at the Mythosaur. So, you know, will Bo-Katan say, hey, I need you. I need your help for a second. And then he's riding a Mythosaur at the end of the movie. I mean, that would be pretty cinematic, and that'd be a great way to qualify it for a big release on the screen, mm-hmm. invest some more money into special effects. Yeah, or, I mean, what... Yeah, go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, no, I, I was going to ask, what are, you, what are your thoughts? I mean, we're already kind of in the movie, so, I mean, what would you like to see in the movie, you, I mean, besides the Mythosaur or... 
Well, my two thoughts is that it's going to be something like I just said, like a standalone episode. Right. However, however, if they're going to kick off a, a new trilogy, I think I'd want this to be, like I was saying last week, you know, more personal and more insular, yet have some consequence in a larger galaxy. So I think it would be something akin to John Wick, where the Empire comes back for revenge. They know where the Mandalorian is, and they steal Grogu or something like that. So it's him. The entire movie trying to get back Grogu. Um, I know we've seen that over and over again. I mean, that was basically season two of of The Mandalorian. Um, but that would be a nice way to introduce the threat of the Empire, introduce new threats in the Empire, um, explore the Shadow Council a little bit more, maybe call... Maybe it's a... a well, I can't do that if we're going to lead into season four. I was thinking at the end of Back to the Future 2, there's only one person who can help me, and it's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> um, it would be cool to see Han Solo have Alden Ehrenreich come back as Han Solo. Um, I I don't know. I, it's, I never dreamt that we would get a sequel to Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And we got so, that in The Mandalorian. But now we're, getting it that it, way. now we're getting it on the big screen, and... and if the rumors are true, again, I don't like rumors, but Dave Filoni's doing a loosely based version of Heir to the Empire for his his movie, so it could all lead into it, man. In conclusion, I, that's what I would like. I guess I I I think what's gonna happen, at least in, in my head canon, is yeah, I think it'll be uh you you'll have Din Djarin will talk to is it Carson Greva? The Carson Tiva. Carson Tiva. Uh because he you, went... you just combined grief Karg and Carson <laughs> I Tiva. Sure did, didn't I? I <laughs> yeah. suck at names. So when you hear me say, hey dude, guy, buddy, um he'll be talking to him and getting bounties and stuff. So he'll be, I think it'll be a little bit of a bounty hunter, you know, buddy comedy with with Grogu and uh then Jaren, maybe this is the buddy comedy we've been wanting. It's not the one we've been wanting, but it's the one we're going to get type situation. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it'll take a dark turn, like you're saying. They'll either run, either run into the Empire or run into somebody that steals Grogu or somebody will come call in, you know, and then you'll have... Uh, then, then it'll take a turn and then it'll either leave on a cliffhanger, which will lead into season four of The Mandalorian, or it'll be you know, very closed in. Um, I mean, you've got so many options that you can pull from for this movie um, because you do have, you know, you've got all the Rebels characters back in. You've got Thrawn. You've got um, Luke Skywalker. You Like you say, and you can pull in Han Solo. You could pull in Chewbacca. You, you know, um, so I mean, the world is, is basically open for this movie. Uh, but I think it's going to end up being a buddy comedy. Truthfully, I think um, with some kind of dark turn in it. I think uh, I think they should refrain from using the rebels characters. I mean, the title is the Mandalorian and Grogu. I think if they were to appear, it would be more of a support role, like "I need your help" kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But those characters haven't met yet, right? So I don't know if that would make sense in this movie. To be honest, I think, um, yeah. I mean, because Carson Tiva knows Hera, so maybe that could lead into something. But you just... Because I... I don't want it to be like Independence Day when there's 12 different plot lines going on at the same time. You've got your president, you've got your 
uh, yes, yes, Jeff Goldblum, yes. <laughs> um, you've got all these different storylines, and I the the movie's called Mandalorian and Grogu, so let's focus on them. What um, they've already taken like the the is it the tiger or the what was the Japanese version? The Japanese inspired. It was inspired by a, like. What are you talking about? The the Grogu, uh, the Mandalorian is inspired oh, by like some kind like of Japanese wolf and cub or something. Yeah, something like that. Have they used all of that information up? I mean, is it something that they can pull? I have no clue. I don't. I've I have no it. clue either. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. Maybe they can. Maybe it's time time to figure out what those what those are all about, and uh, we can you know see where Dave or John Favreau is doing this. Maybe see where they're going. Maybe um, they can be inspired by Rebel Moon and make an adaption of that. There you go. Rebel Moon or, or the creator. I think it's going to be it's going to be a rehash of stuff <laughs> we've already seen. But there's only so many ideas out there. You know, it's like music. There's eight notes. They're going to repeat sometime or another. Yeah, I think one philosopher said there's no new name under the sun. Right. Um, but... Yeah, I, I just I just want some good, good content. Like I've always said, um, I think it'll be a good movie. John Favreau, I don't think has he ever failed on anything? Define failure. <laughs> I mean, Zathuro didn't hit. Uh, he directed that Lion King, the live action one. I think the issue with that Lion King was that it was too real and it wasn't fun. Uh-huh. And when you get the, I, I can't wait to be king sequence in the animated, or the original one, I should say, the hand-drawn one. Uh, that was fun. It looked mm-hmm. cool. Like All these characters don't need to look like real lions. They could have some stylistic choices to it. I mean, you, the imagination is... Is the is the is is no it's not limited. Right. Well, well. To be fair, has any of the re- Disney remakes done good? Some of them have the earlier ones. I think people are starting to get a little tired of them. Yeah. I think the attitude that it's hand drawn animation, it's an animated movie, we should look down on it and remake it is uh as a poor choice. Gotcha. A lot of these things are timeless timeless classics, and like, why remake Lady and the Tramp when? You've got the original version of Lady and the Tramp or Pinocchio or whatever the case may be. Right. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, what do we got? Like two years, three years, something like that? Yeah. Well, they didn't have a date. It just said oh, it was okay. going into production this year. I don't know if that means it's going to film by the end of the year or what. Um, It only takes a year for them to produce the show and get it out and released it seems like right so i would say late 2025 though uh i did hear some where did i hear that from there was some rumbling that they wanted to bring star wars back to may like may memorial day weekend is star wars weekend right and they they want to end the uh, like they want to engage the fans and the fans want to go on memorial day so there was some talk that they're probably going to do that they're going to release it during memorial day so maybe it Memorial Day 2026. Wow. That's a long way off. It might be the first movie released too out of all of these, all right. four of them. I just want it on the big screen and I want great action figures. Like that's the other thing. Like we're we're getting older and it's aging out, but I see a lot of those the mission fleet figures are just going on clearance. I don't see those moving. Um, 
yeah, I just feel like it's. It, I want I want something to re reinvigorate the the line. I want something to push collecting again. I want to be able to have my options to buy whatever I want mm -hmm. and not be forced to buy another repaint. Right. Well, I I, I think stuff. Yeah. Well, I think Lego's going to end up being the, the that in the forefront because that's all my grandson wants is Legos. He doesn't want three and three quarter. He wants Legos. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe that's going to be the the thing to do. But yeah, the Mission Fleet stuff. It, it just sits there. Every it feels like everything's sitting there, and I don't know if it's just because it. You know, like I said earlier, Walmart's holding on to their product for too long, and Target wants to get rid of it. But I mean, you know, you go to Target and the the pa Paz Vizsla, the Sabine, the uh, Tuscan Raider, those are all shelf warmers, the deluxe figures. But anywho, let's get back to our topic. Well, I don't. Go ahead. Let me just finish this up. I don't understand how they can invest so much money into Mission Fleet and launch a line, but we can't get new figures. We have to get repaints over and over again. Is it a different? And it's still all Hasbro. Maybe it's a different um, division of Hasbro. I don't know. Maybe. You know, maybe it's a, with it being a pre a preschool line, they have more money, or maybe they're easier to produce. Maybe. Well, it's, it is. I mean, no, dude, I get you because. They did all the mission fleet. Then when the Jedi um, Adventure, Junior Jedi Adventures or whatever came out, they mm -hmm. released a whole new line for that, which quickly went on clearance. I mean, within six months is on clearance. Um, and they were kind of hard to find for a little bit. And Young Jedi Adventures, that's what I was talking about. That's what I'm hoping with the new movie. When that comes out, that it'll be, you know, everybody likes The Mandalorian. I see people who never watch a Star Wars movie like The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping the movie will get people reinvigorated into the franchise that'll breathe some new life into it and that people will buy more action figures or at least they'll produce more and kids will get excited for it. Hey, I want the Mandalorian action figure. I want Grogu. Mm -hmm. um, that's my hope from the movie. Yeah, In addition nice. to getting a great movie. <laughs> we want more toys, damn it. So, I mean, Favreau directed Elf. And he directed uh, Iron Man. He's got some great highs, and he's also got some Zathuras and uh, Lion King. He also did the Jungle Book, which was a billion dollar earner. Hmm. So he's got some great, great movies there. He did Chef, which is a great independent movie. Uh -huh. uh, he did that after Iron Man too. Uh, Chef was a great movie. He wrote and directed that. That was a passion project about him and. Uh, Owning a, a food truck and okay. yeah, making a relationship with his son. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of that one. Where it's like, in, you know, it's on in the background type thing. Yeah. It, it, Dave Filoni is the kind of actor, not Dave Filoni, John Favreau. When I see him in a movie, I'll stop and at least see what's going on. Just to see what he's done or see what he's doing. Um, mm -hmm. Because it, and also when you see like old John Favreau in movies, you're just like, what, what, what's he doing? You know, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, it was He's, funny because we, we were watching Elf and my wife had never really like she it's been the same thing where it's in the background. She's never sat down and watched it. And then like I'm like, yeah, John, she's like, John Favreau directed this. And I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, then he shows up and I'm like, there he is, you know, playing the doctor. So it yeah. Anytime he sh he's sort of like uh Stan Lee when he does something, he's got to show up in it. Mm-hmm. And he's like us. Like oh, and Quentin Tarantino. Mandy's yelling Quentin Tarantino. Does the exactly. same thing if if Quentin he does the same thing. Quentin, he has a cameo in everything. If Quentin Tarantino 
is then it does a movie. He has a cameo in it. Was he an Inglorious Bastards? Probably. I don't remember seeing him. So but... That was one of my favorite Tarantino movies. Yeah. But anyways, that... um, yeah. Yeah, Favreau is a, a dependable, in my opinion. Did mm -hmm. you see, have you watched What If? Uh, the new version? Didn't yeah. they just come season out with Season two. This? I haven't seen he's, season two yet. He stars in uh, Happy Saves Christmas, I think it's called. Uh-huh. And it's a take on Die Hard. But with all the Avengers, it's it's probably my favorite thing. And it stars John Favreau. He returns as Happy Hogan. Is it, um, it's, it's animated though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's. Uh, I have to watch that. I the, the the yeah. We we're on like a uh, for all mankind binge right now. Uh, we and I haven't really. I know there's other stuff coming out, but you just forget what what's out. Uh, we started watching Echo, which is pretty good. Started watching that last night. I think we're two episodes into that. Uh, but yeah, I have to watch What If. I keep, like I said, man, there's just so much stuff out there. You don't know. You, you forget. Yeah. That's another problem. Too much content and it's spread up, spread out on too many different platforms. Some that I don't have. So right. I want to watch this. Well, I don't have that. So I can't watch it. Yeah, that's, uh, it's not like the olden days where you, it was all on cable and you just programmed your VCR or DVR to record it. Yeah. And when you, when you went to watch something, you flip through your DVR to see what you had. It's, it's definitely a different world, but yeah, you're right. The, uh, the stuff being on 20 different, uh, streaming services does not help. Nope. All right. So anyways. Anyways, we've talked about the Grogu movie, which we think is going to be a buddy comedy with, or I think it's going to be a buddy comedy with a dark twist somewhere in there. Um, oh, buddy cop comedy. I think that's what we're going to get or something, you know, because Grogu is cute. You got to make it funny to make the little kids come in. What are you wanting to see? So if they, if they're doing a Mandalorian, that's probably not going to be Mandalorian season four. If they're going to do a Mandal or Mandalorian season four, what are you looking forward to? What do you think? What do you want? What do you want to see in Mandalorian season four? Or yeah, I think go first. No, go ahead. I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Get it over with. Rip the bandaid off. <laughs> I want more Mandalorians. I want to see Bo-Katan take the, I think Bo-Katan is going to take the reign of it. I know I've been saying it for forever, uh, but I think Bo-Katan is going to take the reign and it'll be a Bo-Katan focused uh, show. Um, I, and Dark Saber's done unless she finds the dark crystal, the power kyber crystal to remake it. Uh, but I think it'll be her rising to power, and you're gonna get Grogu in it. I think you're still gonna get the Mandalorian wrapped up in that too. Um, and then I think you're gonna get. Uh, hopefully, maybe we'll get some Boba Fett. She'll need to go back to Boba Fett and get his help because uh, doesn't he kind of owe her one a little bit? Maybe. Yeah, yeah I want to see Boba Fett in the movie. Bring him back in the in the Grogu movie. Yeah, because they're think, friends. Yeah, I think you're really okay. Going back to that Grogu movie real quick, it's gonna have to be very kin friendly because the parents are gonna be like, "Oh, there's a baby move. There's a Grogu movie. Let's take my kids." Mm -hmm. So it's definitely gonna have to be kid friendly. Um, so back to Mandalorian season four. I um, I think it's gonna be sort of a it. It's gonna be world building again. A little bit for the Mandalorians. Um, yeah, I think uh, 
I, I want it to be a personal story. I don't want it to be filler. Uh, you really have to push the Mandalorian. Um, I do think it's silly that Mandalorian is trying to make Rogu a foundling. Like, there's only so much that he's going to be able to do because of his height. Uh, yeah, so that's... I would like to wrap that up a little bit. Yeah, that would be my only critique. Um, yeah, I mean, bring back Bo-Katan. I think the Mythosaur, like I was saying before, mm -hmm. I feel like I might be circling something there where that seems like it'd be cinematic and a great candidate for TV. Like, uh, maybe maybe the Empire's come back and has maybe struck. Well, I mean, no, they are building they up were... to that with. In the when I say they're back, they're the threat. They're no longer in the shadow. That's what I mean when they're back. And they attack the Mandalore, and uh, Bo-Katan goes to the Mandalorian for help. The Mandalorian goes and says, "Okay, I'll help." And they go back to the planet, and the Mandalore is a Mandalorian. Din is riding the Mythosaur, attacking the Empire, uh, making him the true leader of the Mandalorians. Because that's what the the legend says. So that would get rid of the whole dark saber thing. Like, mm -hmm. okay, but Bo-Katan never rode the uh, Mythosaur, right? Um, or maybe vice versa. She's riding it, and she's in charge now. Whatever the case may be, I do want to see it, right? And then maybe instead of getting the Rebels twist in the movie, we're going to get the Rebels twist in season four of The Mandalorian. Because I think you've got to. Because now with Sabine and Ahsoka being on the second plan on uh, the planet, you've got to have stuff happening in the known universe too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they've proven that they they don't care. They'll put two or three episodes in, you know, take you out of whatever's happening and show you stuff over here. They've done it in several uh, different things. Posters, you know, and, huh? Posters are here. Yay. Um, make sure he doesn't drop it down Mount Wasoko. Oh, he's backing up. Don't, uh -oh. don't take that thing down my street, my driveway. Oh, is it a big UPS truck? It's a big UPS truck. He's he stopped, so it's just it's just a small box, it's not a big thing. But well, that's what, yeah, like with our with my swag, I don't know why, but this FedEx guy he'll drive down my driveway, so I have no clue what he's in. And I'm like, dude, I hope you're not bringing a big ass truck down my driveway. Um, yeah, Amazon did that this week and they're not supposed to do that but anyways so what were we at um yeah i think rebel and rebel season i think we're gonna get another mismatch of stuff in mandalorian season four and i think it'll be renamed the mandalorians or mandalorians or something um but i think because they've already proven it and we're gonna get uh rebels mixed in i think we're gonna get at least uh at least a Hera mention or a Hera sighting uh, with the ghost and Chopper. I want more ghosts. I want more Chopper. Chopper, the whole thing was Sabine so will be on next week. She will be. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want I more Chopper, it. dude, because Chopper was you when you saw him at stage on stage at Celebration, he was so animated. And then you see him in Ahsoka and it looks like the shark from Jaws where they had trouble with him and they couldn't do anything. And he was very static for the whole episode. For the whole season. It'd be cool if you got a new ship to fit in the uh, N1 Starfighter. There's got something's got to happen with that. Or at least put it on top or because how, how the hell are you going to bounty hunt in that ship? And that, that's been the main concern. Well, he's not did, bounty hunting. Right. Oh, well, he will be in, in Mandalorian and Grogu, I think. 
Um, I did go back to Hallmark and pick up the in one Starfighter for seventy percent off. Okay. Yeah. So, because <laughs> I know That's when good. I went, I checked, and I have the I have the the yellow one, so I needed the Grogu, one, the Mandalorian one to sit with it. All um, right, I have to go. I have to go now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. Um, well, we have to record another episode. I know we do. So what do you, so let's hit, so we're done with Mandalorian season four. What, what we're thinking? Yeah. What about Ahsoka season two? I mean, I like, I'd be frustrated if, so obviously Ahsoka and Sabine are going to go follow um, Balin to figure out what was going on there. But I'd be frustrated if it's Ezra trying to find a way to get them all back. Because that's basically what the first season was. Just flipped now. Well, they have to figure out a way to... Going back to Mandalorian Season 4, they have to figure out a way for the Mandalorians to not be there when the New Order or First Order comes back. Yeah. So what if the Mandalorians go help? And they're off doing that mission. And they're finding a new Mandalore in another universe. I don't know if they go that far, but we'll see. I'm excited. Yeah. There's plenty of options. I think that I want to see. I definitely. I need to see a reunion. I need to see all four of them on screen together. I need to see Zeb, Hera, Sabine, and Ezra and Chopper on screen together in one shot. Yeah. And then maybe at that point you can have the ghost of Kanan. Also, <laughs> also remember we never got the uh, big three in the sequel trilogy, so there's a chance that we're not going to get that in the movie too. Yeah, I don't think we will, but it'd be nice. All right, I'd like to see a little nice, bit more. But I just want to temper your expectations because you're going to be let down if they don't all show up together. I'm going to be let down anyway, no matter what, because as much as I love that Ahsoka uh, season, it it there were some letdowns in it. Because the focus of the movie might not even be Ahsoka. It might be Heir to the Empire. It might be Luke Skywalker. Who knows? Oh. Who knows? I'm just saying. Like I'm just trying to... Oh, yeah, like, that's there's... right. You've got freaking Thrawn that's on Dathomir. What's going to happen with that? you got to figure all that out, too. Yeah. So you've got, <laughs> you've got three things coming up that you could put that in. I mean, it'd be cool if, if uh, Thrawn cloned Obi-Wan Kenobi and we got Ewan McGregor back as... As the George Saboth character. Just a crazy, <laughs> crazy Ewan McGregor against Luke Skywalker. Oh my God. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Sky's the limit. I'm sure in Filoni we trust and Favreau we trust. So and we could get have... Mara Jade back. Man. But she'd be old and decrepit by this point, wouldn't she? No, she wanted in Mandalorian. She would be in Ahsoka. Um yeah. I do have a panel announcement that I wanted to share. Oh, where's my wife going? Uh, this she's is the big one. The one we've been waiting for my entire life. What? She's going to get what the stuff, say? the posters. No, it's never delivered. She's going up. She's doing a drive or something. She's probably getting food for uh, my daughter's 14th birthday party today. Ooh. Every month leading up to Rogue Fun, we'll be unveiling a panel scheduled for the event. This month, we're excited to announce authors of Star Wars action figure collecting books. 
this one we've known about for a couple months, so it's exciting and it's a little weird to be able to share it. Uh, the Vintage Collection Archive Edition chronicles one of Hasbro's most popular toy lines of uh, popular lines of 3.75-inch Star Wars action figures, the Vintage Collection. It was written and photographed in Georgia, inspired by and serving as a spiritual successor to Stephen J. Sansweet's The Star Wars Action Figure Archive, the preeminent collecting reference guide released in 1999 and its 2012 follow-up Star Wars The Ultimate Action Figure Collection. Authors Rich Alot, Paul Harrison, and Stephen Sansweet will discuss the process of creating a collecting book from concept conception to release, share anecdotes, from the production process and offer their lessons learned in making a must-have action figure encyclopedias. So Steven Sansweet will be partying with us at Rogue Fun, hanging out all weekend. It's going to be a blast. Uh, Rich Alot is the co-founder of Blue Milk, the Atlanta-based publisher of Star Wars, the, the Vintage Collection Archive Edition. Alot is also the author of the book and its principal and its principal photographer. Previously, he served as a brand manager for Tamashi Nations, the premium label from Bandai Japan for collectors aged 15 and up. Working on such lines as SH Figure Arts, Misha Movie Realization, Manga Realization, and the Soul of Chokokin. I always get that messed up. I've introduced them like three times, and I always mess up the Soul of Chokokin. I think I knew. I think I got that. Does, does he just wait for you to mess that up? I'm sure now he does. <laughs> I have to like phonetically spell it out uh, when I do it. But Paul Harrison is a news and feature features editor, reviewer, co coordinator, and events correspondent for JediTempleArchives.com, the internet's most extensive Star Wars review database and visual index. He has written and ed edited several Star Wars-related books, including the Star Wars Ultimate Action Figure Collection by Steve Sansweet and the Vintage Collection Archive Edition. So, uh, yes, he did help with the TVC book. And then finally, because I'm exhausted from reading all this, Stephen Sansweet is the executive chairman and founder of Rancho Obi-Wan, the publicly supported nonprofit museum in Petaluma, California, that houses the world's largest Star Wars memorabilia collection, as certified by the Guinness World Records in 2024. Sansweet served as the Director of Content Management and Head of Fan Relations during this time at Lucasfilm between 1996 and 2011. He has written and co-authored 19 books, 17 on Star Wars, including the Star Wars Vault, the 1.2 million word complete Star Wars Encyclopedia, Star Wars 1000 Collectibles, Memorabilia and Stories from the Galaxy Far, Far Away, and Star Wars The Ultimate Action Figure Collection. If you are coming to this panel, if you have a ticket to Rogue Fun, uh, we recommend you bring a large poster tube, 36 inches, for the panel giveaway. <sighs> I'm done. I'm done. It's a big one. It's it's something we've been excited about. We've known about this for a while. And I'm so happy to share that uh, Stephen Sands, we, Paul Harrison, and Rich will be presenting this panel exclusively at Rogue Fun. Yeah. yeah it could be a good time. So, sorry if you don't have tickets. <laughs> sorry should have got them hey even we even were surprised it sold out so oh, i got more reading to do uh -oh. thank you for listening to the smugglers galaxy podcast if you could please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts it really helps us out and points people to our show follow us on social media you can find us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube send us an email or message us we love feedback and we'd love to make you part of the show our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com 
Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smuggler's Galaxy logo. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. People, collect for the love of it. Hashtag vote with your wallet. Sabine will be on next week. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way.